Welcome to Alimentary, the podcast series where you will not only learn about your amazing body, how it works, and of course why food is so important, but also pick up some simple recipes and lifestyle tips and tweaks, which will help you to influence your health in a positive way. So we know that all of our organs are vital for life and really important, but what is it about the liver that makes it so vital? And how can we maintain it and keep it working well for us? So what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you a little bit about the functions uh, that it carries out. And then also we go into the kind of foods that can help to keep it working well. So it's an organ in our digestive system and it's also the largest gland in our body. It filters and cleans 1.4 litres of blood every minute. So that kind of blows my mind. Um, the, the liver actually performs over 500 functions. So it's pretty busy. And, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we, we treat it well so that it can carry out all of these functions and not come under pressure. So I mentioned that it filters and cleans the blood. So our blood can be carrying um, particles and microbes. So that's things that are maybe leftover debris that's left over from things we've eaten and, um, you know, things we've breathed in and also um, microbes, which are like tiny, tiny little things, little pieces of bacteria or fungi, that kind of thing. You know, so our liver is constantly cleaning the blood to make sure that it's only delivering nutrients to, to our cells and oxygen, of course. It detoxifies. So um, as part of that cleaning process, then it also neutralizes these toxins as well. So, of course, toxins are also things like drugs and alcohol, fatty acids, excess hormones, um, ammonia uh, and environmental toxins and allergens. So our liver is constantly working to actually neutralize those, make them less harmful. And then as part of the digestive system, obviously to excrete them as well. But it does many other things. So it would be involved in the conversion of T4 to T3. So T4 and T3 are thyroid hormones and T3 is the active form of the thyroid hormone. And liver, the liver does most of the conversion from T4 to T3. It does happen in other locations too. But again, the thyroid hormone and, and its importance will, will lead to, a, to another day. Um, it also helps to detoxify uh, fat. It helps our immune system because I mentioned earlier that it actually um, filters out uh, viruses, you know, bacteria and fungi. So as part of our immune system, the liver helps to contain viruses and pathogens. So when we talk about cholesterol, a lot of people just mention it in reference to a blood test that's come back from their GP and their cholesterol is too high. And, you know, they have to uh, they have to sort that out. But actually, cholesterol is a raw material. So it's what they call a precursor, which is like a, one of the raw materials for our hormones. So it's really important. Obviously, it's important that your low density, um, your bad cholesterol isn't too high. Um, when you get your cholesterol levels, it's a good idea to become familiar with the ratio between your HDL, which is your good cholesterol, your LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and your triglycerides, which is the amount of flat fat circulating in your blood but anyway in and of itself cholesterol is actually raw material for hormones so uh, we do produce that in the liver it's also evolved in protein synthesis so what that means is that it makes some proteins which um, enable various different functions to happen around the body so for example a uh, prothrombin which is uh, uh, would be part of uh, blood clotting 
and lipoproteins, which is your cholesterol, so the transport of cholesterol around the body, and globulins, which are part of our immune function, and albumin, which is related to oncotic pressure and oncotic pressure is related to osmosis. I don't know if you remember the word from science at school. I always remember that word to do with a certain type of fluid retention um, and an albumin deficiency can cause um, issues with your kidneys, uh, for example. Um, ceruloplasmin, which is um, that enables copper to be available to us. And copper is actually a really important mineral and it's important for our nervous system, our immune system. And it actually also activates our genes and it's needed for brain development and various different things like that. So the, the synthesis of these proteins in the liver is really, really important to many other functions around the body. Now the liver also will release sugar. It will store um, uh, fat and, and glucose so that when we need it, when our, when our blood sugar gets low, the liver will release some blood sugar in, in, into our blood. It also produces bile and bile is very important for digestion. So it actually disperses fats into smaller droplets, which makes them more water soluble. And then it neutralizes also excess stomach acid and destroys microbes in food. So it's secreted from our liver. Uh, whatever, whatever we're not using is secreted into our gallbladder and stored there until it's needed. The liver is also involved in producing heat and it stores micronutrients like uh, copper, zinc, magnesium, iron, vitamins, A, D, E and K, which we know are fat soluble vitamins and also some vitamin B12. So we mentioned earlier that it filters our blood. So that makes it a really important part of our immune system because it's actually, um, you know, managing the um, the containing, I should say, the viruses and pathogens that are in our system. So it's containing them, neutralizing them. And then as part of the digestive system, it's excreting them. So they're just some of the many, many functions that the liver carries out. So um, I hope that they're an indication of just how important it is for our overall health. I kind of think of the liver in terms of, um, like being a, a processing or packaging plant you know so when the when the blood flows through the liver it has to go through phase one first and this is where the potentially harmful toxins are made less harmful but this process does involve um does sorry i should say result in the production of free radicals and remember free radical damage you know we need our antioxidants to prevent this we don't want free radical damage to our cells so that's why it's really important uh, that we're eating foods high in antioxidants and and um, particularly vitamin c and vitamin e um, in order to deal with these free radicals and make sure that they don't cause any other issues so um, these antioxidants also then require the help of vitamin B2 and B3 and magnesium and iron and some other nutrients like glutathione, folic acid, which is vitamin B9, and pyridoxin, which is vitamin B6, and cobalamin, which is vitamin B12, zinc, flavonoids, and protein. So I'm going to be going through a list of foods that you can choose from, you know, that are really helpful and beneficial to your liver in a, in a little while. Phase two um, in the process. So this is kind of like the packaging plant. So this is where they, uh, the harmful toxins have been removed from the blood, but they need to be packaged up so that they can, you know, carry on through the uh, digestive system and be excreted. So in this section, then we need uh, nutrients like choline, inositol, glycine, glutamine, and they render the toxins absolutely harmless and make them soluble so that they can be ex excreted. So phase three is kind of like the transport system out of the liver into the rest of the digestive system where these uh, toxins can be excreted from the body. And um, glycoproteins are really important. Um, it's a, it's a tr um, 
they call it an anti-porter in the small intestine that moves toxins from cells and into the gut. So how would we know if our liver needs a little bit of TLC, you know, if it's if it's under a little bit of pressure and, and needs some support? Well, there are physical signs that we can take note of. So I, I think probably the first one will be feeling fatigued or sluggish and just dull generally. Um, if, if we're not dealing with toxins and eliminating them, then they steal our energy, you know, so we're going to feel tired. If you wake up and you have a white or yellow coating on your tongue or your breath isn't great, um, that can be a sign that your body was trying to detoxify in another way, you know, so you're detoxifying through your tongue maybe overnight. By the way, if that happens, don't use your toothbrush to clean your tongue. Use a, like a, a spoon or you can get tongue scrapers as well, but try and scrape off the, to the coating rather than, you know, brushing it in. Um, sort of weight gain around your abdomen. Uh, cravings or blood sugar issues, um, headaches, because obviously when you have all those toxins circulating, you know, that, that can cause headaches as well. Um, indigestion, so that might meet, lead to like malabsorption or, a, a, you know, anemia, um, tremors, nausea after fatty meals, because remember our uh, bile helps to, to absorb fat. Intolerance of strong smells like perfumes, for example, a pain on the right side of your stomach. Your your liver is like a triangle shape, and most of it, um, that sort of that the the wedge side of the liver is on your right side. Um, confusion and skin breakouts, or you know maybe uh, rashes, that kind of thing as well. So what might drive issues with our liver? So a leaky gut. So this is where our um, our leaky gut would expose the liver to bacteria. Leaky gut is where the walls of our intestine have been compromised. And so food and bacteria and pathogens are getting out into the blood before our, our intestine, our digestive tract has a chance to deal with them. So that can expose the, the liver to that. Um, stress. So when we're stressed, natural killer cells are expanded in the liver. And so sometimes they can contribute to a, a worsening of liver disease. And also in the brain that controls the liver, stress is found to impair blood flow and may lead to uh, may lead to liver damage. And of course, some be, you know, being on some medications long term. So there is an interesting um, aspect to this as well. The according to medical science, um, a personality can change in the presence of hepatic encephalopathy, which is a disorder caused by a buildup of toxins in the brain. And that can happen with advanced liver disease. So this is an extreme example, but it affects a lot of things like your behavior, your mood, your speech, your sleep, or even the way you move, you know, and sometimes the symptoms are so mild that you mightn't even notice. So I'm going to put a link to an article about that in the show notes, just because of, uh, you know, I always like to reinforce the notion that an issue with one organ, you know, will eventually have an impact on another organ. So we need to look at our overall health and taking care of our liver is going to actually improve the health of our other organs as well. Now, it is a fascinating organ because it is the only one which can actually regrow and regenerate because and again, evolution and nature are just amazing. And because of how vital the liver is um, and its functions are to our overall health, evolution ensured that it can regrow rapidly as long as it's kept healthy. So and this is seen, this has been seen in, a, you know, in all vertebrates. So from fish right up to humans, once we have a minimum of 25 percent of the tissue remaining, then um, it can regrow to its previous size and ability without any loss of function during the growth process. So there were some studies in mice 
And they were found out that if two thirds of the liver was removed, the remaining liver tissue can regrow to its original size within five to seven days. Now, in humans, the process takes a wee bit longer, but it can still occur in eight to 15 days, which is an incredible achievement. It just goes to show like nature is so fascinating. And uh, we so we really need to respect what's going on in our in our bodies and um, do what we can to help it. So what can we do and how can we structure our diet to support our liver health? So realistically, we can't avoid being exposed to toxins in our environment, but we can reduce the amount of food additives and sugar in our diet so we can reduce the amount of toxins that we're actually putting into our mouth. Reduce the load on the liver is the first thing we can do to help support its function. So that just means reducing sugar, reduce processed foods, increase our vegetables, which have all of those fabulous um, minerals and nutrients that, that the different phases of the liver need to, to work properly and also regular exercise. So what foods? Um, so we're talking about a mixture of fruit, vegetables, meat and fish, and then some other foods as well. So if we look at the fruit first, and you should ideally have two to three portions daily. So we're going with apples. Remember, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Um, apples, apricots, avocados, bananas, berries, figs, grapefruit, and lemons and limes. Of course, lemons are always associated with you know cleansing and detoxifying as well. So our vegetables, we want four to six portions daily. And the ones which are particularly good for, for the liver are asparagus, beets, bell peppers, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, carrots, cauliflower, onions or shallots, leeks, mushrooms, raw garlic, and spinach, sweet potatoes and tomatoes. So meat and fish, beef, chicken, lamb, mackerel, salmon, sardines, tuna and turkey. And then others which are beneficial as well. So we have our almonds, apple cider vinegar, brown rice, coconut oil, dandelion root, dark chocolate, woohoo, eggs, green tea, and you can have a coffee a day. You know, I always say a coffee mid-morning is fine. You're, it's an anti-nutrient, so you don't want to have your coffee with one of your main meals. But um, mid-morning isn't going to affect your sleep either. So it has a, an eight-hour half-life. So, so basically, that means that in eight hours' time, you know, half of the caffeine is still running around in your system. So a coffee in the morning, um, mid-morning is no problem. Lentils, oats, olive oil, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, turmeric and walnuts. So there's a great variety there of foods that you can choose from and, you know, have some from each section um, in your in your diet every day and you'll be supporting your, your liver function as well as, of course, reducing the load of um, processed foods. So I just did want to mention quickly detoxing as well, you know, because of course, with all of the fad diets out there, you know, detox diets, you know, will, will be among them. But the problem with them is that, uh, first of all, we, you know, if we're looking after ourselves, we don't need to do a detox diet because our body is built to detox. So we have our liver, our lymphatic system, our kidneys, our digestive system. They're all working to detox all the time. Primarily, you know, a lot goes on at night in particular, but during the day as well. With detox diets, if we detox too fast, um, toxins are released from our fat cells and they're circulating in our system and if we haven't structured it in order to get rid of them eliminate them properly then we're going to have headaches poor memory stomach pain nausea fatigue dizziness maybe even palpitations and these side effects 
um, are, are the results of these toxins being released into the blood and into our circulation. And that's why people feel so awful, you know, when they change their routine and maybe they start exercising um, excessively or losing weight very, very quickly, you know. So, you know, you need to be wary, uh, be aware. It, first of all, doing it more slowly is more manageable. You know, the water that you drink can help flush them out, those good foods that we mentioned. But also these toxins need to be escorted out of our system. So. Um, if you can imagine, say, I, I sometimes think of it like, um, imagine, um, you know, the, the disco's over. I'm sort of showing my age there saying disco. The club is finished and everybody's piling out onto the street and everybody's looking for a taxi at the same time. You know, it's going to get messy. So uh, we want to do it in a manageable way. But there are some foods like um, coriander is a great herb, you know, if you are feeling that you need a little bit of help in detoxing. So think of these foods kind of like bouncers, you know, they're going to escort the toxins out. So coriander, you could add to your salad leaves. You could put them in soup or into curries. Um, chlorella is another good powder. It's it's actually an algae, that, but it's you can usually find it in your health food shop in powder form. And if you put a teaspoon of that in water daily, you know, that, that can help. Those two foods, they bind to toxins and they aid their speedy excretion. And um, as I say, just reducing the load again, it's no harm in, in reiterating that, you know, cut out the sugar and the processed foods or reduce them, increase your intake of water and herbal teas. That will help flush them out as well. And make sure that you're getting in some of those lovely um, fruit and vegetables. Also, exercise is going to release toxins. So increase your exercise slowly and also make sure that you're hydrating, you know, so that you can you can flush them out. So with the liver in mind, I thought that today's store cupboard staple could be apple cider vinegar. So this is a home remedy which has been used since before 5000 BC. In fact, Hippocrates, who's the father of modern medicine, often prescribed it mixed with honey for coughs and colds. So you could say, I guess, through the ages, apple cider vinegar has been used to support our immune system responses and detoxification of the liver and the lymph nodes, and also to stimulate circulation and purify our blood, which obviously our, our liver does. It recently more studies have been carried out to research its benefits so um, this is what we actually know about it. Acetic acid which is produced in the fermentation process uh, and which gives vinegar its taste and smell can kill harmful bacteria so it's like a natural antibiotic and that includes candida so if you have a candida overgrowth it can be it can be useful. It also helps our beneficial bacteria in our gut to grow. It has an alkalizing effect in the body. So we want our, um, when we balance our body's pH, we can reduce the risk of illness and increase our energy levels because when we're too acidic, we, we increase our risk of, of uh, cellular damage. Apple cider vinegar contains polyphenols and these are antioxidants which can help reduce cell damage. It also can be useful if you're suffering from acid reflux um, and Obviously, diluted apple cider vinegar can um, often help relieve those symptoms. Now, if you have low potassium levels, you might not want to drink apple cider vinegar. Obviously, diluted always. Um, good sources of potassium, by the way, are avocados, bananas, and potatoes. Um, if you're if you have any condition which you're being medically treated for or on any medications, always check to see if there's any foods or drinks which might contraindicate uh, with with those. So a convenient way to take apple cider vinegar can be in a drink um, in the morning or in the evening. 
Um, of course, it's always going to be diluted um, because it would be too hard in your esophagus otherwise. And um, so having it with some lemon juice and some honey. So um, maybe, you know, a slice of lemon squeezed in into the cup and also maybe a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon of honey with a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar. Now you might want to just start off with a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and build up to the tablespoon. Uh, and let, you know, boil up your water and then just let it let it cool down till it's just warm. Um, this drink can, say, so we know the benefits of apple cider vinegar, but of course, adding the, the lemon is going to add natural digestive enzymes, vitamin C, um, you know, calcium, potassium, pectin, and antibacterial properties, and also trace amounts of iron and vitamin A. And then adding the honey, well, the honey is antibacterial and antifungal. It's a natural sweetener. And it also contains antioxidants, which help prevent uh, cell, cellular damage. Honey also aids the absorption of calcium. Uh, it's a cough suppressant and it also supports healthy sleep patterns. So this could be, you know, a good drink to have in the evening because it triggers the release of serotonin. This is the honey again, which triggers the release of serotonin and that's converted into melatonin, which helps to regulate the length and quality of our sleep. So that's a very simple way to take it. Now, I would say if you're going to drink that, then use a steel straw because while the lemon juice and the apple cider vinegar are alkalizing once they get inside us, you know, they're obviously on the outside, they can um, damage the enamel on our teeth. So we want to protect our teeth. So using a steel straw is a good way to do that. You can also add apple cider vinegar to your salad dressings. So if you have a recipe for a dressing and it has white wine vinegar or balsamic in it, you can replace that with the apple cider vinegar. I'm going to put up a link to a recipe I have for potato salad because I use apple cider vinegar in the dressing for that. When you look online, apple cider vinegar has a plethora of uses around the house as well. So anything from rinsing your hair for, for additional shine, for um, making up toners, for warts, for relieving sunburn, all sorts of things. But um, the recipes for making up cleaners that you can use around the house as well, which would be more environmentally friendly. So I'll put up a couple of links to those too. So hopefully all of that will encourage you to add a bottle of apple cider vinegar with the mother into your shopping trolley this week, along with some of those other fabulous foods that are going to help your, your liver and support its amazing functions. So your cruciferous vegetables, your almonds, which we had as a store cupboard staple already, your lemons too, you know. So adding in all of these fabulous foods every day will help support that detoxifying liver function that's helping to keep you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to clarify that the podcast is for informational purposes only and does not substitute professional care from a doctor or trained health professional, nor does it constitute medical advice or services if you're in a, in a position to need either. However, if you find it interesting, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes or sign up for my newsletter on lynnsharkynutrition.ie.